Hi. On this episode of the Primate Cast, Dr. Takeshi Furuichi on Bonobo v. Chimpanzee, studies in the DR Congo and behavioral models of human evolution. Evolution. Communication. Cognition. Conservation. Behavior. Primatology. Primatology. Typically primates. Become the monkey. Hi again, it's great to have you back here for another installment of the Primate Cast. This is episode number 69. I'm Andrew McIntosh of Kyoto University's Wildlife Research Center. And last month, in June 2022, I got to sit down with my colleague and someone I admire greatly, Dr. Takeshi Furuichi. Furuichi-san is a leading expert in the behavior of bonobos, and he's gone to great lengths to better understand how and why they differ from their close cousins, the chimpanzees. He runs the long-term study site at Wamba Village in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Or, well, since he's on the cusp of retirement, he's in the process of handing that off. But his work has continued to shed light on the evolution of the genus Pan and what it means for our own evolutionary story as well. In the interview, we meander through a lot of interesting topics. We discuss why Japanese primatologists, for example, have almost exclusively studied Japanese macaques and African great apes. And Furichi-san describes at great length how the small village of Wamba in the middle of the Congo Basin became the setting for one of the most influential bonobo study sites in the world, and the trials and tribulations of those who made that happen. Now, we were on that topic for a good deal of time in the middle of this interview, but eventually got back to non-human primates. When I got Furichi-san to talk about uh, bonobos and chimpanzees and how they're the same, how they're different, and why. He provides a great summary of his work, which makes for a great primer on ecology and evolution within the genus Pan. And he ends with a discussion of how he and his partner, Dr. Chie Hashimoto, are doubling down to uncover the inner inner relationships between sex and society. For listeners, I think it comes out pretty early on that Furuichi-san is a great storyteller. He drops tons of little nuggets of information and wisdom throughout the interview. So I hope that you all enjoy listening to this interview as much as I had uh, recording it. For anyone interested in finding out more about the work of Fruit Sun uh, and his group, check out the show notes on the PsychAsp website. And I also recommend checking out the website for the NGO that he spearheaded called Support for the Conservation of Bonobos, where you can hear uh, or sorry, learn a lot more about bonobos, uh, the jungles they live in and the people of Wamba and the Kyoto University group's efforts to protect them. To get us started, I opened the interview with a bit of an oddball question about why he's more chimpanzee than bonobo. But you'll have to listen to the whole thing to really understand his answer. Enjoy. So I remember, it must have been a few years ago when you were putting together your book, Bonobo and Chimpanzee, Mm -hmm. the English translation of it. And we were talking about something and you mentioned that, uh, I think we were talking about the differences mm-hmm. between bonobos and chimpanzees, chimpanzees and maybe bonobo males and chimpanzee males uh-huh. and i asked you if you had to pick which are you and you said <laughs> i want to say bonobo uh-huh. but if i'm being honest maybe yeah, it's yeah, chimpanzee. Yeah. I, know, I, know. I wonder if you could explain what you meant by that <laughs> and then we'll lead into the the rest of the interview oh, yeah. that way uh-huh. Uh-huh. but uh, i must refine myself uh, in part, very, very egoistic <laughs> and aggressive in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then those are the characters 
that we share with the chimpanzee males. Um, vulnerable males have the same tendency of behavior, mm -hmm. but their uh, aggressiveness or something like that is completely uh, controlled by females. Mm -hmm. So uh, if I want uh, if I am asked, I want to behave like females of bonobos, <laughs> but in reality, I am a uh, male chimpanzee. <laughs> okay, mm. so maybe by the end of the interview, the mm -hmm. listeners will be able to understand that yeah, a little yeah, more. Yeah. But mm -hmm. uh, I want to start then or move into asking you what, this is kind of like an evolutionary question in, a, in historical context, mm -hmm. but why does bonobo exist? Uh -huh. So where did the bonobo come from? And oh, why I is it see. separated from chimpanzees? Okay, so until several years ago, uh, many people considered that the Great Congo River uh, divides the range of proto-pan. Mm -hmm. Proto-pan is a common ancestor of chimpanzees and bonobos. Then uh, on the left bank, uh, the population became bonobos. And then on the right bank, uh, populations became chimpanzees. Mm -hmm. However, uh, we found uh, with a uh, collaborative work with Takemoto uh, that it is not impossible. Uh, it is totally impossible mm. because the divergence time between chimpanzees and bonobos was considered uh, around three million years ago. Mm -hmm. And the people considered that the river was also formed uh, three million years ago. Mm -hmm. However, recent studies suggest that bonobos and chimpanzee was diverged one to two million years ago. Okay. So a little difference occurred. I see. Then a much greater difference occurred <laughs> because these days uh, there is a kind of the drilling survey okay. of the mouth of Congo River right. uh, for the sake of the mineral or oil or something like that. Then uh, they examined the sediments mm -hmm. uh, of the mouth of the Congo. And they found that Congo River had been existing uh, as it is now uh, at least more than 30 million years ago. Wow. Not 3 million years ago. Right. <laughs> so maybe to give context, mm. how big is the Congo River. So if the hypothesis is that the river itself is the dividing oh, I feature. See. Yeah, yeah. Uh, currently, the widest position uh, of the Congo River is about 15 kilometers. Oh, so that's quite big. <laughs> <laughs> very, very big. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, so uh, bonobos can, cannot diverge from chimpanzees only one to two million mm -hmm. years ago by the river that was formed more than 30 million years ago. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Takemoto did a lot of uh, study on the geographical studies or biogeography mm -hmm. and then they found he found that most of the common ancestor of hominine uh, chimpanzee bonobo gorilla and human mm -hmm. was living only on the north of the Congo River mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then at that time equator was also a little bit north mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then uh, south of the Congo River the biodiversity is very poor and not so many mammal species were there. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, at some several points, uh, for example, 1.8 million years ago or 1 million years ago, there's a very 
severe aridity in Africa. Mm-hmm. Then in that period, probably uh, the upper stream of the Congo River became very shallow. I see. Uh, and then uh, some small population could uh, wade uh, over to the southern, uh, southern area of the Congo River. Mm-hmm. Then it raised again. I see. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Then many other findings by other researchers supported this idea. But even now, uh, Bonobo's populations have a very little, uh, less di- genetic diversity right. compared with chimpanzees. And when they uh, examined the genetic uh, difference of the different population of Bonobos, uh, they found that it goes to the single population. Okay, mm. so there's a clear founder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Takemoto uh, discovered that things, and then we published it in uh, Evolutionary Anthropologies. Mm-hmm. And I thought uh, it will be criticized severely. <laughs> severely. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, uh, we reported it uh, in a uh, conference, uh, Congress of the International Primatological Society. Yeah. And we thought we will be very <laughs> severely criticized, <laughs> but uh, nobody. Really? Uh, and then a uh, review of the paper of the evolutionary anthropology uh, criticized some part of the uh, structure of the paper, mm-hmm. but that basic idea nobody criticized. That's really interesting. Yeah, so if yeah. I remember, um, Takemoto-san was using a lot of data of like hydrology yeah, and yeah, geography. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's maybe not usually the kind of data that field primatologists <laughs> are, are accessing. Uh-huh. So how, I mean, you must have been part of that idea from the beginning, but how did the idea start to develop mm-hmm. uh, within your research group and, and, and thinking uh, about it? Because uh, Takemoto himself uh, was studying uh, geology in Hokkaido University. Right. And he was very, very interested in it. Mm-hmm. And he's very good at reading those <laughs> d- <laughs> difficult papers for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he did a lot of uh, literature survey, and then he found uh, that things. Right, okay. And then uh, until now, after that, he uh, constructed the flow of the, uh, the diversion diversity of the bonobos mm-hmm. uh, it started from the east end and then the how bonobos mm-hmm. uh, moved to other area mm-hmm. by the analysis of the mitochondria dna mm-hmm. mm. and all those uh, studies are now accepted mm-hmm. uh, by many researchers mm-hmm. and i'm currently editing a book uh, for the commemorative research of bonobos of 50 years yeah. study yeah uh, it will be published in, uh, by Springer. And then I asked uh, Richard Ranga right. uh, to write the last chapter, uh, two last chapters, one by Richard and one by myself. Okay. Because uh, he's a real ecologist and I am a behavioralist. Yeah. So I invited him to write the chapter mm-hmm. uh, to compare those and then uh, so that the authors uh no readers understand uh the comprehensive evolutionary theory and he accepted it and he wrote it and uh, to my surprise he completely accepted that theory <laughs> okay <laughs> i guess usually we're we're used to finding more kind of confrontation and conflict <laughs> yeah. in it um it, mm-hmm. it does sound like a a, a, a nice um 
way to complete this story though and also that's interesting that you mention uh, Richard Wrangham as well I think we can come back to that but he, he's yeah. been very influential in um, writing about and trying to understand human nature based on chimpanzee as a model mm -hmm. um, so he's written quite extensively mm -hmm. about hunting mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, even cooking and mm -hmm. uh, and meat eating and things like this and mm -hmm. you yourself have been working more with bonobos and thinking mm -hmm. about how bonobo society could also be a model mm -hmm. um, for us but I want to talk about that later mm -hmm. um, before getting into that you mentioned that the bonobo so population genetics um, th there's quite a small uh, uh, gene pool mm -hmm. and there's actually not that many bonobos out there are there so what is the total population currently yeah currently of bonobos uh, in here maybe around 20,000. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's quite small, and quite especially small. compared to chimpanzees. But, but the, uh, that is already very uh, opportunistic yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, estimation. Right. Um, of course, it's very hard to access yeah, where yeah, bonobos uh, live. Uh, 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 mm -hmm. So currently, how many field sites are there? So uh, one by uh, Gottfried Hohmann yeah. uh, and the Max Planck Institute. Yeah. It is in the Louis Cotal. Mm -hmm. And then another is uh, Wamba, our study site. And then another is uh, uh, Martin Sarvek, mm -hmm. uh, who is also uh, studying bonobos in uh, Rikotal, mm -hmm. uh, uh, moved out uh, from there. And then he established another new study site yeah. just next to us. I so, see. So that is Kokoropoli. I see. Mm -hmm. And then uh, probably uh, main behavioral studies uh, based on the individual identifications are being done uh, by those three main studies. Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, there are many ecological studies in Bali or Tier 2 area mm -hmm. or Raktumba uh, hinterland. Um, yes, but not so many yeah that's uh, right even now yeah. okay mm. so that's like maybe a good point to get into a bit of the history of that so i before i ask about wamba and mm. the history of your field site uh, you mentioned lake tumba so that's part of the history of the japanese mm -hmm. primatology and studying bonobos um i want to ask a different question first which is and i think this has come up a few times but within japanese primatology we have a very rich history um that goes back seven decades mm -hmm. uh, and one thing that you notice there's of course a lot of research on the Japanese macaque mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but also there was so many efforts to build African ape field sites yeah, as well yeah, and yeah, so yeah. you have this I suppose you could characterize Japanese primatology as macaques and African mm -hmm. apes mm -hmm. why did that happen that way <laughs> So, uh, as you know, the Japanese primatology uh, started uh, as a study of Japanese macaques mm -hmm. uh, by uh, Professor Idani and Professor Kawai. Mm -hmm. mm. Of course, at that time, uh, the, the Japanese researchers were not very rich, mm -hmm. and then uh, they could do only the field work within Japan. So, uh, and uh, as you know, uh, Japan is the only one developed country mm -hmm. uh, where we have uh, wild primates. Mm. So uh, we have a lot of opportunities uh, to study the Japanese macaques. Mm -hmm. 
However, on the other hand, the origin of the primatologists in Japan, uh, their original interest was on the human right. evolution. Right. Mm. So uh, they are always uh, wants to see uh, some uh, primates, uh, which is much closer uh, to us human. Mm -hmm. So Kinji Manishi and other researchers first uh, considered that the gorilla must be the, right. the, the <laughs> original form uh, of the humans uh, because they form a kind of a group of a kind of the family. Yeah. So they went there. Uh, but uh, eventually, uh, they found that the chimpanzees uh, society is much uh, closer to humans. Right. Mm. Then, uh, I think the first expedition was 1957 or 58. Wow. Uh, it was my birth year. <laughs> <laughs> Fate. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time... Uh, it was very difficult for the Japanese uh, poor Japanese researchers to go to Africa but in those era there was great big supporters uh, for example the president of the Nippon Ginko mm -hmm. Nippon Bank the Japan Bank, yeah, yeah. Japan Bank uh, he supported uh, the excursion of the wow. Idani yeah. and then uh, when they started the study of chimpanzees in Tanzania, uh, they uh, borrow a full ship <laughs> okay. to build a new prefabric house wow. and literature. And they even uh, brought the workers to construct those facilities okay. from the very beginning. Wow. So now it's totally yeah, impossible. incredible. <laughs> mm. So probably at that time, uh, even non-researcher, uh, some big man or some rich man uh, had a very big interest on the human evolution. I see. And they were uh, had an interest on the study of the African great apes. So mm. do you know how people like, uh, whether it's Imanishi or Itani, how would they approach those wealthy individuals or corporations to try and get some financial support to go to Africa? Or was there some just, I don't know, influence from the top down saying we, we want to do this if anybody wants? I, I actually don't know okay. very, very well, <laughs> but uh, in th those old days, uh, the researchers and some rich uh, uh, owner of the company and even the government people they have a very close, I see, uh, a kind of a network, right? Mm. So when uh, they wanted to start the job, uh, study with the primatology, then uh, Ministry of the Literature mm -hmm. suddenly uh, agreed I to see. establish <laughs> this uh, institute, wow. uh, and they paid a lot of money yeah. and uh, made this company uh, Nagoya Railways uh, donated uh, this land, and then they established. Uh, another zoo yeah. uh, next to this one. Yeah. So, so those people have a very uh, open mind. Yeah. And then they very e eagerly support those interesting studies. Yeah. Mm. 
So the, the timeline is kind of similar to when Louis Leakey would have been pushing yeah, yeah, for yeah. the study of African great apes and Jane Goodall starting Gombe. Yeah, and yeah. I know the Japanese scientists were here slightly before that originally exploring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, Jane Goodall on this podcast mentioned that uh, at Gombe once Itani sh just showed up Un yeah, uninvited yeah. or unannounced and he, <laughs> yeah. he said something like Louis Leakey told me not to come here yeah, yeah, and here yeah. I am so, uh, <laughs> but so the, and there were a few of them so including the the person who eventually started the field sites at Wamba mm -hmm. uh, where you work so that would be um, Takeyoshi Kano I mm -hmm. believe mm -hmm. who in my understanding was riding around Zaire at the time yeah, yeah. by bicycle yeah by bicycle <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just I'm trying to get understand the mindset of some of these people who just <laughs> were doing that in Africa yeah at first he studied uh, he tried to study uh, chimpanzees in eastern Africa yeah then uh, Professor Nishida uh, conducted the first extensive survey uh, of bonobos mm -hmm. because by that time bonobos were not very well known yeah and then uh, in late 1920s, they, uh, they started to consider that the bonobos might be a different species. Mm. So American researchers borrowed some bonobos, yeah. but they never returned. Yeah. <laughs> and then they uh, examined, studied those uh, in those bonobos in the United States in captivity. In, is that Yerkes? That was yeah, yeah, Yaki's, uh, Yaki's uh, research center. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, so after that, uh, Nishida wanted to uh, find a good uh, study sites uh, of bonobos. Mm -hmm. Nishida uh, sent Kano to follow up uh, his uh, extensive survey. Mm -hmm. And Kano-san first uh, went to Congo and he bought a vehicle. Mm. But as you, you can imagine, the road is so bad, <laughs> and that vehicle uh, was immediately broken. <laughs> so after that, he decided to go by bicycle, and there was a very big uh, staff of 70 kilo or something like that. That's incredible. Yeah, and he uh, moved around. I th did he have people with him in his no, no, he, entourage he or just alone? Completely okay. alone. Wow. And it should have been very, very difficult uh, journey because uh, in all those days, uh, those old days, the people living there were very much afraid of the uh, exterior sure. people. So Kano was not welcomed yeah. in most of the villages. Yeah. When uh, some villages, when Kano uh, came uh, to sleep on that village, and he asked uh, some people uh, cook chicken for him, but they are afraid, and they cooked, but they jet the uh, sand on it. I see. Mm. So that uh, he will go away. I see. Uh, very soon. Mm. So it must have been a very very difficult uh, journey. Mm -hmm. mm. And one priest uh, told me that uh, he was a Belgian priest. And uh, Kanosan suddenly uh, came to the church, and he was so heavily sunburned. Oh boy! And very dirty is <laughs> uh, Japanese people or Asian people, <laughs> and Kanosan could not speak very well. And uh, that priest said, uh, only he said uh, was water, 
Bu since that time uh, that priest was a great supporter for ours. Wow. So, but uh, finally Kanosan uh, came to a small village Wamba. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't know why, but the Wamba people was very open minded and they were very calm Kano mm-hmm. and they cooked very good things to mm-hmm. eat. And then the uh, Kanosan could hear a voice from the village. Then uh, he decided, okay, uh, I will take this place as a new study site. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and at that time, I mean, obviously language must have been an issue for him too. I think so. However, probably he, he spoke Lingara, I think. Before entering? Uh, or somehow during the journey? <laughs> uh, during the journey, but I think uh, even myself, uh, I studied Lingara uh, only for two weeks I see. by book <laughs> of the American Peace Corps. I see. Uh, and then the classic Lingara is very difficult, but uh, those uh, practical Lingara uh, is not very difficult. I see. Uh, like a kind of the Esperanto. Right. <laughs> so simplified language. Right. So I read uh, those books for two weeks or three. Then I went to Congo. Mm-hmm. At that time, I couldn't know at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while I was staying there alone, uh, I could understand most of the things mm-hmm. uh, within two or three months. Okay. Mm. So Professor Kano is also very, very good at Lingara language. Uh, he has a talent of the language. I see. Mm. So he, he should have communicated in Lingara. I see. Because uh, nobody speaks English there. Of course. Well. Mm. French or Lingara. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you <laughs> if he learned French first before going. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you yourself, you, you speak French. so. Ah, uh, yeah, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> mm. So when I came back, so... Uh, my first trip was for seven months, and then when I came back, I was uh, quite uh, satisfied my, with my uh, Lingara ability. But uh, in order to communicate uh, with the officers and yeah. in order to read the uh, documents, I thought I needed to learn uh, French. Yeah. So I went to study uh, French at a French language school mm-hmm. just next to our university. I see. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to talk a bit later about the, because Wamba now is, uh, as you mentioned, coming up on 50 years. So mm. we can go through the history of that. But in the beginning, my understanding was that they, uh, so Kano-san and at the time Kuroda, so he's mm-hmm. a Kuroda as well, mm-hmm. started studying at Wamba. Mm-hmm. They were provisioning yeah, the yeah, bonobos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this obviously follows what was done with the Japanese macaques as well in the early mm-hmm, studies mm-hmm. where they provisioned to have a better understanding mm-hmm. of behavior and the social structure and mm-hmm. things and individuals. Mm-hmm. So was that the motivation for doing it to increase the habit- habituation uh, of the group and also observe them more closely? Uh, yes. but So in the very beginning, uh, Kuroda-san uh, wants to study Bonobos without uh, provisioning. I see. But uh, it was very difficult yeah. uh, to follow them and then identify them. However, uh, he found that another group of bonobos was coming to the village 
I see.、Uh, to eat、uh, the sugar cane、right. in the villagers'、uh, field. I see. So it was not Kuroda who started to give the sugar cane, <laughs> but the Bonobos came to、uh, eat the sugar cane、mm-hmm. uh, of the field.、Mm-hmm. So Kuroda decided to gather m- more sugar cane there <laughs> and then started to、uh, identify. So, does that like stimulate the local economy, <laughs> I guess, in sugar cane? Yeah, yeah, I think researchers so. yeah, are yeah, buying. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But、uh, in the very beginning days, yeah, of course, in Japan,、uh, we are provisioning Japanese macaques、uh, to identify individuals.、Yeah. And most of the European and the,、uh, American researchers consider that it is useless to identify yeah. Uh, individual uh, monkeys or apes. Yeah. Uh, they are more interested in the ecological studies, but、uh, they thought that the social relationship is not so complicated and not an interesting、yeah. uh, theme of the research. However,、uh, so some people, many people criticize the、uh, artificial provisioning, but、uh, it is very strange, but they don't criticize Jane Goodall. <laughs> <laughs> right, so they also included artificial provisioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. However, yeah. more and more criticism occurred、uh, toward the 1980s or 90s.、Mm. Then, for example, Christoph Boisch、uh, studied the new study sites of chimpanzees, and、mm-hmm. he,、uh, of course, he didn't give any yeah.、Uh, food. Yeah. And then the, he strongly、uh, criticized the artificial、uh, provisioning. Then、uh, there occurred a war、yeah. in Congo.、Uh, at first,、uh, in 1991, 1992. Then, after that, in 1996,、uh, six years of war occurred. So,、uh, during that break,、uh, of course, we couldn't give them、uh, any artificial food. Then,、uh, when I came back there in 2002、uh, to resume the study、uh, of one of us,、uh, I decided okay, so we don't give any more、mm-hmm. uh, food, uh, artificial food. Yeah. So, it, around the, the time the war happened,、uh, so you've published the kind of the po- population dynamics in a way、mm-hmm. from before and after that, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of Congo crisis. And it looked like the population of Bonobos was quite high、mm-hmm. um, before the conflict. And、mm-hmm. then over the time of the, maybe we'll just talk about this conflict uh, uh, now, but、yeah. over the time of the conflict, then the population decreased,、mm-hmm. at least of the groups that you could study.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, how long were the researchers absent and what kind of activities were able to be maintained? Because I, I know you had、uh, a bunch of assistants, local yeah, yeah, communities yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. Contributing to the research and protection of bonobos, but yeah, yeah. I imagine as it gets longer and longer, yeah, yeah. and more and more pressure from、mm. I don't know, soldiers and、uh, yes, invading yes, people. Yes, so,、um, what, what was that like at that moment? And yeah, it was a very difficult time、um, because of one、uh, period of, of our absence,、uh, it was only two years. But the research assistant、uh, had no way、mm. to get a salary.、Mm-hmm. But、uh, some of them were、uh, doing some study、uh, following bonobos in、yeah. the forest. 
in the hope that uh, we are coming back yeah. uh, in the future. And uh, there was a very interesting story. Uh, we wanted to tell them that please continue the study, then we are coming back. Mm -hmm. mm. So one of the German businessmen living in Kenya, uh, who helped Professor Kano to bring the letter oh, uh, to the area, because he had a uh, private airplane. So he flew over uh, Wamba and then dropped the letter wow. of Kano, <laughs> uh, writing that, please don't give up, we are coming back. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of our most experienced uh, research assistant, Koi Batorumbo, uh, received that letter. Wow. And he was very, very much encouraged and continued. Yeah. But he was arrested. Oh no. Uh, saying that he did some magic to call the airplane to illegally communicate with the out, outside of the world yeah. uh, during that kind of the war. Yeah. So he was arrested and prisoned and he was asked to pay a lot of money. <laughs> mm. So I'm I'm starting to mix up different topics, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, that that reminds me also of a story that's in one of your um, book chapters about during the conflict, your there were soldiers that would come in to, around Wamba and yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. obviously would need food, so they would be looking for bush meat mm -hmm. um, and yeah, interested yeah. in hunting the bonobos as well. Mm -hmm. So they were asking your trackers yeah, yeah, to help yeah. them find bonobos, mm -hmm. and the story was that. Eventually, the trackers had no choice yeah, after yeah, trying yeah. to lead them away from the bonobos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but the, the soldiers in the end had a hard time shooting. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm. So this was the same tracker. I assistant, see. Uh, He's still alive. Uh, he was the one uh, Professor Kano first worked with. Wow. So 1973 until now. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's retired. Mm -hmm. mm. So he was a kind of the chief of the researcher, mm -hmm. and then the soldiers asked him to guide them to the sleeping site of Bonobos. Mm -hmm. yes. But Koibaturumbo uh, repeatedly took them to the uh, different directions. Yeah. And the uh, soldiers got very much upset. And one day uh, they called Koibaturumbo in the, in, the, in the center of the village. And at the gunpoint, mm -hmm. today we will see vulnerable, mm -hmm. otherwise uh, we will kill you. Mm -hmm. So uh, without no other way, uh, he took the soldiers uh, to the sleeping site. Then soldiers asked, which one to kill? Right. <laughs> so Batrumbo uh, pointed one of the young adult male uh, who woke, woke up at first mm -hmm. and uh, see uh, see the soldiers and the Koibata Rumbo from the nest. Then soldiers uh, shoot it. Mm -hmm. But uh, several birds went <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the air. Mm -hmm. But the soldiers and the nest is very near. Mm -hmm. But uh, the soldiers were not successful for several times. They finally, uh, they got it, but they became very, very afraid, uh, considering that uh, bonobos are doing some kind of the magic. Yeah. Because those people in Africa is uh, deeply believing the magic. Yeah. Uh, so soldiers were very much afraid and they didn't kill uh, any more bonobos. Yeah, so th those two stories uh, side by side show how 
there can be advantages and disadvantages to the local belief system mm -hmm. um, for them, but also for, for doing research and, and protecting wildlife. But so can you, and, and I, I've we've heard other stories about how this these kind of uh, uh, belief systems might influence how people <laughs> interact or how, how what you can and can't say in the field. Mm -hmm. But uh, what is the kind of traditional relationship between the local people at Wamba and the bonobos in particular oh, in the yeah. forest? Because I believe they were generally living peacefully together and mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. local people were not really hunting. Yeah. Uh, actually, they, their understanding of the human and the bonobos is very, very scientific. Okay. <laughs> uh, they believe that uh, both human and the bonobos uh, are descendants of uh, one bonobo family in the forest. I see. Uh, and there are two brothers, elder brother and the younger brother. And the elder brothers followed uh, his uh, father's lifestyle mm -hmm. uh, very well. So, however, the younger brother uh, was very tired of eating raw materials every day, leaves and fruits, and he was crying in the forest and he was roaming alone. Then uh, a kind of the god of the forest mm -hmm. uh, found him, and then uh, the god gave him a fire. And then uh, using that fire, he opened some area of the forest and made a village, then became a human. I see. Mm. So uh, this is the belief of the village people. And then, therefore, they consider that the bonobos and the humans are brothers. Mm. Mm. So uh, if we, they kill bonobos uh, and eat, it is uh, just like kill people and eat mm. people. Mm. So they don't. I see. But then you had observed some instances of poaching, poaching uh, for yes, bonobos. Yeah, and, yeah. But that's usually from people from outside, I suppose. Yeah, but uh, very sadly, uh, these days, uh, that kind of traditional taboo uh, is, seems to be broken. Mm. Because uh, Dr. Aya Yokotsuka, mm -hmm. mm, uh, she studied the, uh, the village's attitude to, to the bonobos and then uh, how they believe uh, that our follow that traditional taboo against uh, killing and eating bonobos. Mm. Uh, she, she did that study after the war. Then she visited many villages and even the next village to Wamba, when she asked the villagers, uh, have you ever ate bonobo? And, uh, some people answered, yes, mm -hmm. we ate it. Mm. Other villages, we ate it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and she asked, uh, so when did you eat uh, bonobos for the last, uh, last time? They say that we don't eat them these days. I see. Mm. Because there, there's no bonobo anymore. Oh, boy. <laughs> So, uh, in that way, probably during the war, many people from outside is coming. The soldiers and even teachers and many kind of the people from many different tribes. Yeah. And then the eating bonobos is a culture of <laughs> other tribes. Yeah. So those kind of the uh, custom of eating bonobos was introduced. So, uh, she found that 
the people answered yes we ate bonobos uh, mostly they were the teenager uh, during the war so those young people didn't hesitate to accept the new custom uh, new habit of eating bonobos mm. right so in the beginning I told you uh, probably there are 20,000 bonobos now, but I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Because that 20, that estimation uh, of IUCN, I am also the member of the IUCN and I did a lot of discussion to calculate that uh, estimated number. That is usually made by uh, the average density of bonobos multiplied by the intact forest, yeah. area of the intact forest. But the average density of bonobos is coming from uh, the study sites. Mm. Which are chosen by high density of bonobos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then the intact forest, forests are intact. But in the most part where uh, Yokosuka visited, there's no bonobos. Mm. They also Jeff Dupin, uh, he's also famous uh, researcher of bonobos and currently working for conservation of bonobos of the, uh, by the team of the Frankfurt Zoo. He found uh, the big forest in Domako. Uh, forest was there, but no bonobos were there. Mm -hmm. So he called it the empty forest syndrome. So uh, if we multiply the density by intact forest, then it could be uh, 20,000, for example. Yeah. But I think actually bonobos are actually remaining only within some small area of the protected yeah. area. Mm. How, so what do you think would be the best way to do a, a full census or survey of those potential habitat for bonobos? I mean, obviously the forest is very hard to uh, move very, through. So very difficult. And from mm. the air is more feasible, but it's very dense canopy. Dense canopy. And, uh -huh. So of course uh, we are collecting a lot of uh, informations with the sighting, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, Max Planck uh, people uh, established a very big database, uh, Apes database, mm -hmm. and then they, we input the information of the sighting of bonobos. Mm -hmm. However, Congo is so big, and then the infrastructure infrastructure is so bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the interior area, uh, you can go only by walk or motorbike or by boat, but mm -hmm. it is very difficult to do the survey mm -hmm. of the entire area. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then that is not a big uh, priority right now, because even if we find, okay, one of the here, <laughs> then what we can do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So village people uh, asked uh, Yokosuka why we don't, we shouldn't eat it. Mm -hmm. mm. And Yokosuka couldn't answer anything. Of course, in the protected area, okay, uh, we can provide them some benefit when they protect them. But in a very big range of the bonobos, in most of the area, uh, nobody can uh, give any benefit for protecting bonobos. Mm -hmm. So 
the rich people ask why not mm -hmm. I can imagine for Aya at the time, she was also a graduate student. So it's <laughs> a very challenging question. Yeah, yeah. But um, even for, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a very, um, probably with no answer. Yeah, yeah, no answer. And then I think uh, probably Bonobo should be protected in some uh, protected area. Pekutirutsu mm -hmm. and Lomako and Wamba. Um, Salomon National Park. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, probably we need to forget other places. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I, that's one thing I wanted to ask you about was you, so at Wamba, eventually you were involved in the creation of what you ended up making a scientific reserve, the Luo mm -hmm. Scientific mm -hmm. Reserve. But mm -hmm. you wrote that in, when building it, there was a lot of discussion about what kind of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> level of protection yeah, to make. Yeah, yeah. I know. Mm. And so how did you eventually decide on the scientific reserve? And what's uh -huh. the difference between that and say a national park or I don't know, conservation area or something else? Mm. Yeah, it was not my decision, but the uh, decision of Professor Kano. Mm -hmm. mm. But apparently these days not. But in all those days, uh, those old days, uh, when we make a national park, uh, we usually have to ask the priest to, uh, village people to leave yeah. that area yeah. uh, by agreement or by force and yeah. then uh, protect that uh, natural, uh, national forest using the armed guardman. And then they, they sometimes fight with the village people yeah. uh, who wants to come into Fort Fortune. But uh, of course, Professor Kano, or as a Japanese researcher, uh, we couldn't accept that kind of the ways. Professor Kano succeeded in establishing the study of bonobos by the collaboration of the yeah. Bamba people. And uh, what we had done uh, by the time of the creation of the reserve was to try to support or help maintaining traditional coexistence between bonobos and chimpanzees. And now our research became very successful. And then uh, people encouraged us to make some kind of the national park. Yeah. But we couldn't say, thank you very much. So now you leave this area. Yeah. Mm. So we established a, a kind of the uh, special reason for scientific research. Uh, where we could make uh, rules more freely. Mm -hmm. mm. So, of course, we allowed the village people to stay there and they could cultivate uh, uh, about one kilometer from the road uh, for cassava field and other agricultural product. And then uh, they are allowed to hunt animals yep. uh, using the uh, traditional uh, snares uh, made of the crime or vines. Mm. However, uh, of course, we have to uh, ask some limitations. They could not go into the forest to cut the primary forest for the uh, commercial products like coffee. Yeah. And they cannot use the gun. They cannot uh, kill primates. And they cannot use the uh, metallic wire. A metric snare Snares. or something like mm -hmm. that. But instead, we provide them the employment 
and we buy a lot of things from the village. Mm-hmm. Currently, the population of Wamba is about 4,000. Very big. Yeah.、Uh, increasing a lot. But、uh, the total expenses of us to that village is probably、uh, 3 million yen. Uh, what is it?、Uh, 3,000. 30,000. Ah,、uh, no. 30,000. 30,000 or 40,000 dollars. Probably there's no other village that can get that kind of the,、uh, liquid. <laughs> yeah.、Uh, so it's a kind of the,、uh, based on the mutual、yeah. um, agreement. Yeah.、Mm. I mean, part of the, I wanted to talk more about the long, how you manage the long term study for so long and,、mm. and through collaboration with locals and the econ- economics of it. But Uh, this is getting a bit long, and I haven't asked yet about chimpanzees and bonobos. <laughs> so, the main reason I wanted to have you here and talk on the primate cast was, was、uh, and actually, it's a good transition because we talk about how important the people, local people, are for your activities to study the primates in the forest.、Mm-hmm. But the reason that you and others are studying. Those primates in the forest is to、mm-hmm. better understand the people <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ultimately yeah, yeah, and yeah, us. Yeah. And so, what the evolutionary pathways、mm-hmm. towards becoming human were like. And I know that you, you, you have a background in、um, well, in primatology, but anthropology as well、uh, through Kyoto University's tradition.、Mm-hmm. And so, maybe listeners will have a general idea, but bonobos and chimpanzees, and the way we started this interview, is that they have, of course, they're very similar. Yeah. They share 99.9% mm-hmm. of their genes、mm-hmm. uh, and by their appearance, by their morphology,、mm-hmm. by much of their behavior,、mm-hmm. very similar, except in some very important social ways.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, can you just describe what, for you,、mm-hmm. are the key differences between bonobos and chimpanzees and why is that important? Okay, so apparently the most different. Thing. Uh, because both chimpanzees and bonobos、uh, form male philopatric groups,、uh, between which only females、uh, transfer between the groups. So, actually,、uh, that kind of the male philopatric groups are、uh, typically found in the Homenine、mm. uh, and uh, Aterine in,、uh, in the South America.、Mm-hmm. But Uh, so, in those kind of the male philopatric group, of course,、uh, males have a st- very strong bond and then control the entire group、uh, as chimpanzees do. But in bonobos,、uh, it is completely different.、Mm. Uh, in chimpanzees, males always come together, stay together, and the females are scattering. And,、uh, Join to the male's group, especially during the uh, receptive, uh, sexually receptive period. However, female bonobos always come together、mm. and、uh, gather in the middle of the、uh, group, and the males are periphery.、Mm-hmm. Mm. And then,、uh, if males and females、uh, fight, for example, of course. In chimpanzee, adult males always win against female、uh, chimpanzees. But in bonobos,、uh, sometimes 
males win, but most of the time females win. <laughs> Especially when males harass females, uh, young adult females sometimes defeated by males. Mm-hmm. But when uh, such kind of things happens, oh, many females come together uh, to help each other to uh, confront the males. And when two or three males, uh, females collaborate, 100% they will win. Mm-hmm. Mm. So most important differences between chimpanzees and the fi- bonobos is the, that kind of the uh, aggregation of the females and uh, high social status of the females. Mm. So that is completely opposite. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I think even the general public will have a the kind of general sense of those... Th- maybe the level of competitiveness is not the right way to say it, but the level of aggression or the macro level of social interaction uh-huh. where chimpanzees are known for their, uh, especially males, for even killing of other individuals outside of the group and infanticide and these kind of things. And bonobos, mm-hmm. that's, to my knowledge, hasn't mm-hmm. really been observed or at least very rarely. Um, and the... A lot of time, of, of course, their uh, hypersexuality, <laughs> the way they solve yeah, conflicts yeah. through know, sex. So that is a very important thing. So the phenomenon, different phenomena is females aggregate yeah. and the females are uh, high, have high social status. The question is why yeah. it happened. And uh, in the beginning of the uh, study of the evolution of bonobos, many people seeked uh, the reason for that evolution in the environment. Mm. So people consider that yes, uh, within the in the south of the Congo River, the forest is so rich mm-hmm. compared to the outside. So the food patch is larger, mm-hmm. uh, or terrestrial ground uh, herbs are very rich, uh, so that females can come together without uh, many indirect much indirect competition. So that was the kind of the hypothesis. Yeah. However, uh, after that, many people studied a lot of the kind of the studies, but uh, even now they can't find any uh, substantial differences in that kind of the uh, food environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine Congo River is a in, uh, inverse uh, U-shape. Mm-hmm. So chimpanzees and bonobos are living in the on the same uh, latitude. That's right. Mm. So the opposite side of the river should be the same uh, right. environment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And the chimpanzee, uh, when I uh, did a paper uh, about the use of the tools, because chimpanzees use a, a lot of tools and the bonobos do not use the tools, and the many people consider that that is due to the difference in the environment. Yeah. So I did a collaborative study with uh, Cricket Sons uh, for studying uh, chimpanzees in Gualogo, just opposite side of the uh, Congo River. Right. Uh, there, chimpanzees use a lot of tools, but here in Bonobos, they never use the tools. Right. Then uh, we couldn't have any substantial differences in the environment. Mm. So I collected all information of many different study sites and found that uh, chimpanzees live in the tropical rainforest to the very arid area. Bonobos mm. also living in the tropical rainforest to semi-arid area. Mm. 
only the difference is uh, chimpanzees, some chimpanzees live more early there. Yeah? Right. But the range of the environment vulnerable is completely included in the range of the uh, variation of chimpanzees' habitat. Mm -hmm. So it is really difficult to answer uh, which kind of the environmental factor causes such a difference of the female gregariousness yeah. and uh, female high social status. So if you think of the distribution of chimpanzees, mm. and so we have some different subspecies in East and West Africa mm. and Central, but is there, is there actually significant variation in the female aggregation? Yes, some. Some. Mm. Some. However, uh, if we compare chimpanzees and bonobos, yeah. chimpanzees living in any kind of the habitat uh, it's completely different from <laughs> the vulnerables. Yeah. Mm. So get it, the, very, the very hard thing to explain is explain. what changed. <laughs> so, so, yeah. mm. so are then, there any competing? So there are some hypotheses. Uh, recently, Richard Ranga uh, proposes the no gorilla hypothesis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain yeah. that? <laughs> so he thought that when uh, Bonobo came across to the southern part of the uh, Congo River. Uh, there was no uh, gorillas as a competitor uh, for the uh, terrestrial herbaceous uh, vegetation. So that's why uh, the scramble competition or uh, indirect competition was uh, less than uh, in the area of chimpanzees. Mm -hmm. So that's why female chimpanzees, uh, go, uh, ch female bonobos could. Uh, come together. Mm -hmm. However, uh, even himself, he admitted that uh, there are some problems on this hypothesis. For example, even in the chimpanzee site, uh, if he compares the chimpanzee site and uh, with gorillas and then bonobo site, uh, there's no much difference of the uh, frequency of he eating uh, that kind of the herbaceous vegetations. And I don't think chimpanzees and gorillas competitions make such a big difference. Mm -hmm. That continued for two million years ago or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And presumably there should be other large herbivores as well. Mm -hmm. uh, large herbivores competing for similar vegetation yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, you have elephants in the, yeah, in the region. Yeah, yes, and then, yes. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, the chimpanzees female scatters even in the tropical rainforest mm -hmm. or in the arid area. Yeah. Uh, so some people say that no, 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 currently the ecological condition is so different, but probably uh, when chimpanzees and bonobos separate, uh, their habitat was different. Mm -hmm. But that kind of thing, we have no means to know it. Yeah. Mm. So that is uh, the, the common problem for the ecological studies. Yeah. So many ecological uh, researchers consider that a priori, that current behavior or current grouping pattern uh, adopt <laughs> to the current type of the environment. Yeah. But we, we can't know. No, mm. we can't mm. know. Mm. But since you have such a small founding population, maybe a single group of Bonobos, I'm not sure, yeah. or at least a few, small number, um, not bonobos, of mm -hmm. the ancestor 
to Bonapol's moving across the Congo yeah, River. Yeah. Is there any discussion about just a concept of maybe it's an emerging concept of social niche construction mm -hmm. where you might even just have small random changes yeah, yeah, because the individuals exist in isolation from the yeah, yeah. larger so, gene pool. That's, that is my hypothesis. So I found that the critical difference between chimpanzees and bonobos uh, on the female aggregation and the female high social status is very stubborn. Mm. Uh, irrespective of the environmental differences. So I thought it is a real genetic um, uh, differences uh, that occurred between the founder populations. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I thought uh, it should have been a kind of the uh, genetic uh, evolutions uh, that occurred to the female uh, about the sexual uh, receptivity. Mm -hmm. uh, as you may know, chimpanzees uh, females are very, very inactive uh, sexually because when they have a baby, they will keep uh, giving milk for three, four years, and at the fourth or fifth year, females uh, start uh, showing uh, sexual receptivity. Then, after six months, uh, she will become uh, pregnant and then they will uh, not show any sexual uh, receptivity. Mm -hmm. So in average, uh, if we calculate tentatively, uh, chimpanzee females show the sexual receptivity only 5% of the adult life. Wow. Mm. So very, very little. Yeah. However, bonobos are completely different. So the interval, interval uh, of bonobos is almost the same as chimpanzees. However, uh, by the most recent uh, study by Hashimoto and others, of course I was included, um, bonobos uh, females uh, start showing uh, sexual receptivity only eight months after giving birth. Uh, chimpanzee four year or five yeah. year. Mm. Then uh, bonobos will conceive uh, the, just the same timing as chimpanzees, four or five years, four years a little bit shorter than mm -hmm. chimpanzees, but not that difference. Meaning that the bonobos uh, continue showing sexual receptivity uh, without the possibility of uh, pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So that uh, extends the proportion of the days of females showing sexual receptivity very largely. Uh, by estimation, it is about six to eight times uh, of the days in which uh, females chimpanzees show sexual receptivity. Uh, that will cause the uh, computer difference, uh, big difference of the uh, operational sex ratio, and the marriage competition over the uh, mating behavior uh, is reduced in bonobos. Mm -hmm. That may reduce the male aggressions. Mm -hmm. And when there's many multiple females showing the estrus at a time, and uh, many females are there, uh, many males are there. The sexual intercourse uh, becomes uh, more free, and uh, uh, it is not determined. Success, uh, successful mating is not on, not usually determined by the male's dominance rank or 
more by the female choice of the males. Right. So sometimes even alpha male come to in front of the receptive females and display uh, and solicit females. But if females doesn't like, she can completely <laughs> ignore as if that male is not existing. <laughs> <laughs> so after two or three minutes, then male will go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in that sense, in, under the such situations, of course you can consider if you have a right of decision of the sexual interactions, you should have a power. Yeah. Mm. So I think that kind of the uh, extended uh, period of the uh, sexual receptivity uh, caused the female high social status and uh, reduced male aggression. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of the uh, genetic uh, evolution uh, occurred in a, such a small population of bonobos, uh, probably uh, during the floating <laughs> genetic float or something like right. that. Mm. Drift, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um. And then the Hashimoto recently did a uh, hormonal analysis, and then she found that both in chimpanzees and bonobos, after giving birth, the estrogen level will increase steadily. Mm. Then uh, in chimpanzee, it goes to the maximum level uh, at the years of uh, four uh, after giving birth. Then chimpanzee started show sexual swelling and the sexual receptivity. But bonobos uh, started to show sexual swelling and the sexual receptivity at a much lower level of uh, estrogen. Mm. Mm. Then uh, they will continue showing until uh, it reaches to the maximum level when bonobos also can conceive. Mm -hmm. mm. So uh, one of the hypotheses, one of the possibilities that that kind of small genetic evolution change occurred for the uh, estrogen receptor, mm. so that is a very small yeah. genetic change sure. can uh, make such a uh, difference in the uh, the estrogen receptor or something like that, and they have a huge mm. influence on yeah, the social yeah, behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there are many. There are some studies of single gene mutations yeah, in yeah. social insects mm -hmm. that have a similarly huge change uh, in the overall social structure of the mm -hmm. animals. But I, it's hard to imagine how <laughs> such a small change can be so influential for a, uh, a, a great ape. I think so. But mm -hmm. yeah, really interesting. Um, so I think uh, there was a big discussion. Uh, chimpanzees are one of the which is the original form. Yeah. And for example, Franz Duval thinks that uh, Langham is al always say that the chimpanzee, <laughs> uh, like common nurses, should be there. Uh, but uh, Franz Duval says that no, 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 chimpanzees and bonobos are same distance from the uh, people. And why? Uh, Richard Rangam uh, decided a priori that <laughs> common narcissists should have been like chimpanzees. But uh, after we established that theory, evolutionary theory, by Takemoto, how yeah. the founder population came here, yeah. and when I started to consider the genetic mutations that might occur uh, in a 
small founder population, I came to agree with Richard Ranga mm-hmm. that the bonobos is a derived uh, species. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the common ancestor of the chimpanzees. Mm. Right. I mean, obviously, this is a discussion that gets right into the heart of the even public kind of science mm-hmm. interface of mm-hmm. trying to understand the evolutionary origins of human behavior. But even if we measure current chimpanzee behavior, it might not be that similar to the ancestral, no, no, the common ancestor of chimpanzees, no. bonobos, and humans. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, do you know the research of uh, Gen Sua? Yeah. Mm, who found uh, Ramidas. Right. Mm. Yeah. Ramidas. And then the, he did a lot of research of the, uh, the uh, canine. Yeah. Uh, or morphology of the canine and other teeth. And then the, he found that the, uh, in Ramidas, uh, the sexual dimorphism was very, very small. Mm-hmm. And the canine size was small. So uh, he ima- he considered that even in the common ancestor between chimpanzees and bonobos and human, the sexual dimorphism was not so great, mm-hmm. and uh, canon uh, sexual dimorphism was not so big. One of the reasons why he considered that currently the canine of the chimpanzee is very big. Mm-hmm. Uh, both males and in both males and females, but the pattern of the uh, we- awareness. What, what do you mean? Of where? Where? Th- through life? Mm. Yeah, the wear patterns between canine and the other teeth yeah. is completely different from other uh, monkeys or great apes, even gorillas and baboons completely different okay meaning that enlarged the canine size of chimpanzees evolved uh, as a new evolution I see after divi- uh, after uh, the, the division from the uh, common ancestor so he hypothesized that uh, on the common ancestor probably more like chimpanzees than <laughs> in bonobos socially however uh, the Sexual dimorphism was not very big, and the uh, body size dimorphism is uh, not very big. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then uh, they formed uh, not harem type society, mm-hmm. but uh, a group uh, including both uh, multiple males and females uh, as chimpanzees. However, after that, the lineage in the lineage of chimpanzees, uh, more and more competitive males appear uh, with greater canine size. Mm-hmm. So bonobos also have a very big canine. Yeah. But suddenly something occurred to bonobos and that kind of the male aggressiveness or competitiveness was reduced mm. and the females got the power. <laughs> <laughs> that is my hypothesis. It's a, no, it's a, it's a wonderful story and mm. I'm always excited to hear um, all the new observations that come <laughs> out. And, and so I... Just getting towards the end of this interview, uh-huh. do you mind if I just ask a few yeah, final? Yeah, okay. So I got some request questions from mm-hmm. other people as uh-huh. well, including former graduate students and <laughs> colleagues. But uh, one thing I wanted to just briefly touch on, uh, and we didn't have a chance to talk too much about it, but you not only studying chimpanzees, uh, bonobos in Wamba, but also chimpanzees in Kalinzu Forest yeah, with yeah, yeah. your wife and partner, Chie Hashimoto. Mm-hmm. And so you also have navigated this two-body problem in mm-hmm. 
Do you know what I mean by two body problem? It's uh, like no. a, a lot of times um, people will become partners early in their career, um, but then have to find jobs within some scientific field like mm -hmm. primatology or mm -hmm. something. And oftentimes it's hard to get uh, positions within the same institution yeah, or university yeah, 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 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You obviously are working in the same institution as, yeah, yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. Uh, Tia Hashimoto, but mm. you also work together in the field. Yeah, and yeah. so maybe one question I can ask uh, is, what is the direction? So you, you yourself are coming up on retirement mm -hmm. at the end of this year, but I assume you will not stop research activities. Mm -hmm. and so what is the current direction that the two of you together Mm. are working on yeah uh, yes but of course uh, Chi Hashimoto and myself have a, a different orientation of the studies but uh, both uh, Hashimoto and myself have a big uh, interest in the evolution yeah. of chimpanzees and bonobos and the humans as well and then uh, our uh, these days we have a common big interest on the evolution of the sexuality yeah. uh, of chimpanzees and bonobos and humans. Apparently, uh, difference in the sexuality is a very big influence on the society. Mm -hmm. Chimpanzees, comp the male competition is very great, and then uh, chimpanzee, uh, bonobo females with uh, extended uh, receptivity uh, successfully uh, lower the male competition and then they made a very peaceful society and in human uh, by uh, discarding the uh, period of sexual receptivity uh, they could form the pair mm. uh, nuclear family mm -hmm. within the group so those sexuality has a very key uh, issue of the evolution of the uh, society in hominoid Homini, uh, homini. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we want to do the same uh, direction of the uh, study of the same directions, uh, focusing on the behavior and the hormone and, uh, if possible, genetics mm -hmm. mm, uh, to find out. Okay. Mm. And I, I have a question from your former student, now assistant professor at uh, Wildlife Research Center, Nahoko Tokuyama, <laughs> who asked you. She was asking, what, which, so since you have lots of experience studying bonobos and chimpanzees, which species do you prefer studying or observing? We can change it into, and why? <laughs> <laughs> so my very original uh, interest on the primatology uh, started of the life history of uh, dispersing sex. So when I was studying uh, Japanese macaques in Aomori Prefecture and then Yakushima Island, I was studying the life history of males. Mm -hmm. Then uh, when I uh, went to Africa, I st started to study uh, the life history of females. Mm -hmm. mm. And then now uh, we have known a lot of things about the life history of the females. Uh, I did a lot of things, and Naoko Tokuyama did a lot of things, and even uh, Toda, Kazuya Toda, mm -hmm. is doing the uh, study of the how, why females leave the group by the behavior of the patient and the hormonal analysis. And then uh, we came to know a lot about uh, the female life history of monobos. 
one of the reasons is that females are always there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I want to know more about the life history of the females of chimpanzees. Mm-hmm. It is really difficult. Mm-hmm. For example, in Karinzu, some females uh, we observe disappear after getting uh, pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Then we don't see her many days or even years. And then we start to consider ah, that she's died. Then four years later, <laughs> <laughs> she show up <laughs> in front of us, wow. carrying a new baby yeah. or something like that. During that period, she was almost uh, living alone or in a very small party with other females. So it is very difficult to uh, know about the uh, real life history of yeah. females, yeah. Uh, chimpanzees. Yeah. So now I'm going to get retired, and then it is very, very difficult to go to Wamba because it costs a lot. Even flying from Kinshasa City to the field, uh, we have to pay $10,000 for one way for yeah. the chartered airplane. So after retirement, I don't like to eat the research money of the <laughs> younger generations. <laughs> so um, I handed over the position of the representative of the research group to Naoko Tokuyama and Kazuya Toda mm-hmm. and then uh, I will more concentrate it uh, on the study of the chimpanzees I see yeah in Karin's forest okay uh, together with Hashimoto <laughs> <laughs> so like we come together again <laughs> okay well I, I, I have many more things I wanted to ask but I think we should end the interview mm-hmm. here and uh-huh. I think that's a good place to do it so Dr. Takeshi Furichi, uh-huh. thank you very much for joining okay, me. Thank you, too. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. Thank you. You've been listening to The Primate Cast, a podcast series dedicated to all things primatology and wildlife science, to the conservation of species, and to the sharing of scientific knowledge. The podcast is hosted and produced by Andrew McIntosh, with artwork from Chris Martin and music from Andre Gonzalez. It is brought to you by the Center for International Collaboration and Advanced Studies in Primatology at Kyoto University's Center for the Evolutionary Origins of Human Behavior. Visit us online at theprimatecast.com and follow our social media feeds on Facebook and Twitter at The Primate Cast. Drop us a line anytime to say hello, to tell us what you think about the show, and to suggest future guests for the podcast. (laughs) 